1: Steelers. You are listening to the Pittsburgh Steelers show on the SteelerFury.com podcast. I'm your host Brad Shata Ben, bringing you a bonus edition of the pre-draft podcast extravaganza for 2020. In today's episode, we're going to visit with some prospects that we found interesting and got a chance to talk to over the course of the year. Speaking of this year's prospects, I uh, got a chance to visit the NFLPA Bowl in Pasadena and attend practice, and get a chance to talk to some players that I found interesting there. And uh, the first one of them is a quarterback who has an interesting connection to Pittsburgh, and uh, got a lively arm. He's a throws a beautiful ball. Is sort of a prototype quarterback, somebody that you, would uh, if you imagine in your mind. Uh, In a Hollywood movie, the guy playing the quarterback, he kind of looks like that, so uh, he looks the part, as they like to say, and uh, he can play a little bit of football, too. We got a chance to talk with him. He is Chattanooga quarterback Nick Tiano. And here's what he had to say. Once again, uh, so let's start with uh, your uh, who you are and where you're from and what you do.
2: Yep, so I'm uh, Nick Tiano from University of Tennessee, at Chattanooga. and I play quarterback.
1: You sure do. Yeah, you stood out today for the uh, national team in practice uh, here at the Rose Bowl for the collegiate NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. Um, I, I noticed that uh, I, I, I actually got a chance to meet your father today, and I heard that he is a diehard Steelers fan. He's from West Virginia. Now you grew up in Chattanooga, but being that your dad's a Steelers fan, I have a feeling. For sure.
2: No doubt, yeah. So, um, you know, growing up, uh, that whole side of the family, you know, diehard Steelers fan. I had Heinz Ward, Big Ben, Troy Palomalu, you know, all those jerseys growing up. um, You know, I've got a pin in my room signed by Franco Harris, me and Joe Green, you know, all those guys. So, yeah, for sure. I was raised with that. Yeah. And, uh, no, it's been really cool, you know, so it's. Well, that's a good place to start. Well, Well,
1: the expectations are high then for quarterback play in your household. No doubt. No doubt. They've had some good ones. So, let me ask you this because this is a question, and I know a little bit about your journey, but tell me first, how is it that you became a quarterback in other words were you always the quarterback or were you somebody that, that
2: yeah moved to that position yeah so my first year of football I actually played for a team called the Hickson Steelers and uh I was so the weight limit to be the quarterback was 85 pounds or under and I weighed 88 pounds so <laughs> I had to play tight end my first year but then every year after that I played quarterback
1: that's funny yeah you were you were too you were too big a little too big, yeah. a little too big yeah. <laughs> exactly well there's a well-known uh former tight end the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers as you know so no doubt put you in good company no doubt um so tell me a little bit about your journey i know you started off you were recruited by a lot of a lot of big schools yes, uh, sec schools and you ended up going to one of them
2: yes sir yes yeah. so um you know went to mississippi state out of high school um was there for two years red shirted and then uh was there for for a season and uh you know I, they went with another guy and i wanted to play so um you know it's just the right time for me to transfer and go back um, and play at chattanooga and was able to start for three years and um you know i had a great time i love being at home and it, it's a great place
1: yeah it seemed like that you know that no matter how well you play or how good things go for you sometimes you just get stuck in a place where it doesn't work out for whatever reason yeah, no nobody's doubt. fault
2: yeah timing um you know whatever it may be um those things happen um no. but you know you gotta make the most of it learn from it and grow from it and uh, i think you know those lessons that i've learned have kind of brought me along and made me grow up and be who i am today
1: yeah that's true well so playing at, uh, at chattanooga you had a sort of a different kind of season this year it seemed like you maybe lost some receivers um, early in the season, you had to work with new guys, but in a way, coming here to work with new guys again, it's something you'll have to do uh, if you go to a pro team as well.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, that adversity happens. You know, whatever it may be, new new coaches, new playbook, new receivers, um, injuries. Um, those things happen. Um, as a quarterback, you kind of got to find a way to pull it all together and perform regardless of circumstances. So it's it's been a good experience for me, and uh, being out here has been amazing. It's a blessing. You know, I'm thankful for it. That's
1: great. So just tell me quickly, how do you see your strengths as a quarterback, and and what are the things that coming out here to the you know, NFL PA ball that uh, coaches are working with you on to try to get better?
2: Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I think, uh, I think there's a lot of guys in the country that can throw the ball well. Um, so to me, my biggest strength, um, I think mentally, um, I like to try to be the smartest guy on the field, um, be the most prepared guy on the field. I think in the NFL, that's what separates quarterbacks. Um, so out here is just working on that. It's an opportunity to learn a new playbook, um, you know, learn more about defenses, learn more about kind of the details of the NFL um, and what, what it takes to be successful.
1: And, um, you know, I think that's just a huge step uh, for a young quarterback to take. Sure. Well, and you it feels like the competition here, actually, pretty stiff. In terms of it's a, it's a step up, at least from from uh, even playing in a good conference like you did. No doubt, it was, you know
2: everybody here was the best player at their school. So it's it's a lot of really talented guys, and you know hopefully all of us can play for a really long
1: time. So I <laughs> hope so. Okay, and you talked to a lot of uh, the teams from here while you're here in terms of uh, scouts. Yes, sir, for sure. Yeah, so it seems like it's an NFLPA Bulls good experience. for It you. is.
2: It's an unbelievable opportunity, um, especially for us small school guys, you know, because uh, we don't always get to play on these stages um, with these opportunities. So uh, for us to be able to come out here and play um, with guys from every level um, in front of the scouts, these coaches, uh, it's it's really an unbelievable opportunity.
1: Okay, one last question for you. That is, the guys you're practicing with, who's, who really stands out to you uh, that you, uh, you know, is there a receiver or an uh, opposing player, you know, on the defense?
2: Yeah, that's tough. You know, I, I, all these guys, I, I think everybody brings something to the table, you know, that's kind of a cop out answer but really i am really i've been impressed with everybody <laughs> running for politics
1: after your for career. sure no doubt
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no everybody i think everybody's done a great job There's a lot of talented guys um, and like i said you know everybody everybody does something well so it's it's cool to see what all these guys can do
1: yeah super well i'm looking forward to see what you can do good luck in the game on saturday and then uh, you're prep for the for the draft looking forward to see you on sunday yes sir thank you so much next up uh, i talked with a linebacker from a smaller school from uh, the fcs from South Dakota State, Christian Rosebaum. He's an inside linebacker, sort of a classic middle linebacker type, uh, but he's the guy that probably wears the green dot someday, and I noticed him doing a really good job of uh, getting alignments together and seems to have a lot of potential as an inside linebacker at the next level and potentially a special teams player. Christian Rosebaum from South Dakota State University. Thank you for joining us for today. I watched a little bit of your practice today for the American team here at the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. Uh, what's your experience so far this week? You're having a good experience, uh, learning experience.
0: Yeah, it's a blast. I mean, once in a lifetime experience for sure. Um, all these coaches, uh, very experienced. Um, a lot of years in the NFL, so that's cool to learn from them. Uh, pick up everything you can in the short time. So,
1: yeah. Who, who's coaching your uh, position group? Uh, Seth Joiner. Yeah, so. well, that's, it's, <laughs> it's like I
0: mean, yeah, it's, it speaks for itself. So,
1: yeah, that's pretty great. I noticed your signal calling. So you're you're uh, looked like you were the ones relaying the plays. You, you don't have the uh, speaker in your headset for this no it's
0: all yeah it's all coming from the sidelines
1: yeah although that'll be a thing and experience when you get to yeah you get to uh, hopefully get a a chance in the nfl yeah but uh, in terms of calling the plays how do you deal with it on such a short week of uh trying to learn terminology and whatever how do they simplify it for you
0: um they just made the the playbook pretty simple for us um and it's what kind of what i played in in college so that kind (laughs) of helps too Um, sure but just getting that terminology down, getting in the playbook right away, and then building on that. So
1: great, and uh, so in terms of your play, you consider yourself more of a coverage-oriented guy, or more of a downhill linebacker? How do you see? I know you stay in. Looked like you stayed in a nickel package. So yeah, you must, um, like
0: you we've all, all all of us linebackers have kind of been ro- rotating through. Um, I mean, you got to be good at both of them. You can't just do one or the other. Um, sure. So just trying to get better this week on, on both of them, obviously. So
1: yeah. What's your what do you what do you feel the most comfortable with right now that in, and and uh, that's the part that you're. Uh, um. Like
0: what I I pl- yeah. What I played in college is inside, so that's kind of where I'm comfortable. But uh, willing to do whatever it takes. But you so. play uh,
1: weak side or did you play the? Uh, I played middle. Oh, you yeah. played middle in the three in a four three. Four three. Yeah. Oh, I see. So this is a little bit of adjustment. You're playing more like uh, look like more of a some some looks anyway look like a little yeah. bit more like a three four look.
0: Yeah. So we're doing all under pretty much all under fronts gotcha. um, so that was a little bit of adjustment we didn't do a ton of that at school but yeah I uh, gotcha. it's, it's not too big of an adjustment so cool
1: so you and uh in terms of and this experience out here you talk to a lot of uh, scouts that come and i think this is the game where you seem to get a lot of nfl scouts will come and talk to you
0: yeah there's a lot of exposure um, which is good for all the players here yeah. um, so it's kind of a fun experience uh, talking all kinds of teams so
1: that's great well you uh have a preference for for trying to go to a 4 three and play in the middle or do you uh what do you think your future is
0: uh honestly whoever whatever team needs me um whatever their needs are <laughs> if I fit in their system stuff like that I know I know I won't be a, a fit for every single team but um just finding that right fit so
1: that sounds good um last question what uh, outside of uh, football what uh what kind of stuff are you into in life what's your you know what's a, something that people don't know about you let's put it
0: that way um well I People can probably guess, but I go hunting and fishing a lot. Uh, i like in South <laughs> Dakota, and I'm from Iowa too. So I got you. Um, besides that, just hang out with friends, um, hang out with my family, my girlfriend, stuff like that. Pretty, pretty simple life, but that's kind of the way I like it. So
1: sounds perfect. Well, enjoyed watching you today, a little bit in practice, and uh, good luck to you uh, on the, g- the game and also in the draft process. Yeah, appreciate it. Okay, cheers, man. Nice. The next prospect up uh, is a guy that I actually didn't really know much about at all before I went to Pasadena. He is an edge player. That plays at James Madison University. I'd seen him on tape because I, I looked at uh, some other James Madison players last year. Um, but he's a edge rusher who is just uh, got a lot of sort of intangible things that you look for in, in a defensive player. He's a he practices hard. He is a sort of a bigger edge player as opposed to uh, you know bigger and more powerful as opposed to just using speed to get by. And one thing I noticed about him is really. Uh, advanced hand-finding work and upper body strength, and I think he does wins a lot based on that. Uh, He he is Rondell Carter from James Madison, and he talks with us next. All right, I'm here with uh, special guest Rondell Carter. I just watched in the national team practice today at the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. And, uh, Rondell, thanks for being with us. No problem, man. Always a pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your story. Like, what makes makes your path to get here to the NFLPA Bowl special? In other words... Uh, What kind of, uh, what's the selling point that brought you here?
3: Man, I mean, before I'm a football player, like, you know, I'm just a great person. You know what I mean? I think when you got a guy like that in your locker room, it goes a long way. You know what I mean? I've learned that when there's not a lot of good coach in the locker room, you know, it's Probably not gonna win a lot of ball games. You know what I mean? But if you have a good coach, you probably will. You have a chance at least to win a lot of ball games. So I'm just a guy, man. Like before I play football, I'm a better person. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I always preach to people. Like, and I've always been that way. Now when I get on the field, you know what I mean? Now I'm that guy who's gonna lead guys, who's gonna go hard each and every time. I'm gonna give my all, I'm gonna put my heart and soul into everything. And I've always been like that. You know what I mean? You want to put me inside in pass rush. You want to put me outside. You want to put me inside regardless. Like I'm gonna give my all. I'm not saying I'm gonna be perfect, but I mean, if you got a guy who's gonna work hard and give his all. I mean, you can't do nothing but but respect a guy like that.
1: Well, I I noticed just in practice, the reason you stood out to me is that you seem like you practice really hard, even in the drills, in a way that sets the tone for other guys. Yes, sir. Seems like something you try to do. That's what I
3: try to do, at least. Yes, sir.
1: Um, So you're... uh, in terms of your experience here at the NFL PA Bowl, mm-hmm.
3: you talk to scouts, you talk yeah. to people, like how yeah. teams have been interested in you? Yeah, absolutely. There's been a lot of teams interested in me, man. And I'm, I'm, uh, it's been nothing short of amazing. You know what I mean? I'm blessed, you know, honestly. Like when I come here, and just to say, just to have, just to build, uh, when I go back home and talk, like, how was your experience? I can say I talked to almost every team in the league. You know what I'm saying? Like just to say that teams are interested in me is just like a blessing. You know what I'm saying? I'm very appreciative of it, man. And, you know what I mean? I This is crazy. Like it's still surreal. Now even when, I, when I'm out here, man, I. See Frosty and Marvin Lewis and Hugh Jackson, like I'm, I'm low key <laughs> starstruck. You know what I mean? Like sure. I'm Marvin Lewis is my coach now. Dude. I grew up AFC North all my life because I'm from Baltimore, a Baltimore Ravens fan. So I'm all sorry about that. No, that's all <laughs> <I'm> not. <laughs> I got you. And um, so I'm like I'm looking at Marvin Lewis. I'm looking at Hugh Jackson. Like I, like, I used to watch y'all on TV. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And even Rod Wilson, a Hall of Famer. Like these are guys who are I'm around Hall of Famers right now. Like sure, a, a lot of my friends can't say that. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I'm blessed, man
1: pretty good experience so um, you're you working
3: out somewhere special for the draft what are you uh, yeah so I plan on going to Michael Johnson performance in McKinney Texas you know what I mean get my training right just so I can get ready for pro day and try to get as best shape as possible run as fast 40 as possible throw as many reps up on a, um, uh, 225 as I can and you know hopefully you know <laughs> we'll see where that
1: takes me you can run fast that's too, what yeah. I'll try to do so just long, a couple last things so you're uh, you, where are you from originally? Baltimore, Maryland you are from Baltimore yeah I'm from okay. Baltimore I know you, so you were there around uh-huh. the area and JMU's right there so <laughs> I'm from Baltimore um, yep. and the uh, I think I was going to ask was um, they see you in terms of your NFL fit being mm-hmm. a defensive end a lot mm-hmm. off ball linebacker edge player what, what how, how do you see
3: yourself i mean i've told them if you need me to stand up in the three four and rush drop back if you need me to i think i'm athletic enough to do that for coaching coach me if you need me to get in the four three put my hand in the dirt i feel like i can set the edge on any tackle in the nfl if you need me to go inside and rush the pass i think i can do that so i feel like i'm versatile enough to do all three of those things you know so it doesn't even matter at this point i'm really just trying to do whatever people see i fit best and i'll work around it from there
1: Sure. And James Madison, you know, it's a pipeline to the NFL now. It yeah, seems like there's some guys from not only uh, that school, but the schools you in your conference at, CAA, yeah. to be making a little headway into the NFL. Lately. Absolutely. So, I always say the
3: CAA is the best conference in FCS football. You know what I mean, everyone, I think if a lot of people that know football, they'll say the same thing. The CAA, just for the competition, the amount of teams are get in the playoffs and the amount of teams that's in the top 25 from that conference. I mean, it's, just, it's, no, it's a no-brainer. The CAA is 100% the best conference in seems, FCS football. Seems like it, yeah. yeah.
1: it is. Well, hopefully someday Marvin Lewis will be starstruck and Rod Woodson when they see you. I hope so, man. That's okay. my plan. Appreciate, appreciate it, Rondell. Okay, you. Later on, man. Good luck Thank in the game. Man. Next up is a guy that uh, got a chance to see some footage of uh, playing in the College Gridiron Showcase, and he has some interesting Pittsburgh connections, that's for sure. It's a name that will sound very familiar to those of you like me who are uh, old enough to remember his great-uncle, who was one of the most famous wrestlers of all time, Bruno Sammartino. This is from Dartmouth University, a center guard, really an outstanding prospect. I think you'll you'll enjoy what he has to say. He's from uh, Pittsburgh, went to North Hills High School. He is this Zach call recorded. Well, we at Steeler Fury and the podcast are very excited to be joined by our next guest. Uh, he is uh, an outstanding young Offensive lineman prospect from the Ivy League and Dartmouth, and he has an incredible connection to Pittsburgh, which is uh, something I'm sure everybody's going to want to hear about. Probably sick of talking about it at this point, but at any rate, (laughs) he is with us now. His name is Zach Sammartino. How are you, sir?
4: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it.
1: You are, in fact, a Pittsburgher. And that's going to be something interesting to people here on the show. For those who don't know, your great uncle is, and I'm old enough to remember him, uh, one of the great sports icons in Pittsburgh history, the great wrestler Bruno Martino. So tell us a little bit about your connection to Pittsburgh.
4: Yeah, for sure. So like I said, I was born in Pittsburgh. I actually went to North Hills High School. I was an all-conference lineman there. Uh, grew up in Pittsburgh my whole life. And we had season zero tickets. We still do. Uh, Pittsburgh sports has been a huge part of my entire life, just growing up everywhere. And yeah, Uncle Bruno, great uncle. He's a great guy. He lived in Pittsburgh his whole life. He came over from Italy. That's where he died. And uh, yeah, I love Pittsburgh with all my heart. It's a great place.
1: Yeah, I actually, um, it was really, it's not going to be important to you, but your great aunt, uh, his wife was my substitute teacher when I was in school. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's how far back I go. It was a really big deal, too. When he, when she showed up and wrote her name on the chalkboard, we were like, oh, like, I wonder if she's related. <laughs> and so she's like, the first thing she says is, yes, that's my husband. And then she gets into the routine. such a cool. teacher. Here's a Pittsburgh question for you. Uh, having grown up in the North Hills and living in the North Hills, um, when's the last time you went to the South Hills?
4: A uh, couple years. So my grandparents <laughs> actually lived in the South Hills until about five or so years ago. My yeah. dad's a high school teacher at Carrick High School, though. So he's down there pretty much every day. But oh, I've been you. around the South Hills for sure. I'm yeah. familiar with that. My dad actually went to Bethel Park High School. So I've been around there enough for sure.
1: Well, Bethel Park High School is where I went to school. So oh, you. <laughs> there you go. But I was i just asked that question because, you know, when you're a Pittsburgher, you never cross the—you know to the other side. It's like a, a very strange thing. But people from the North Hills don't usually come down to South Hills and vice versa.
4: So. <laughs> <For> <laughs> anyway, sure, it's funny.
1: So, uh, so tell me, how did you end up at Dartmouth? I mean, first of all, You know, I'm one of those crazy people that has not only seen your highlight reel, but also some games you played in. And I even am one of the crazy people who watched the entirety of the um, College Gridiron Showcase practice tapes. (laughs) So I'm pretty familiar with with your work. You know, let me say this in a delicate way. You seem a little uh, better than the average Ivy Leaguer. So, So how did you end up choosing Dartmouth and how did you end up there?
4: Yeah, so it's a pretty good uh, high school career. I actually started playing football late. I didn't play until about ninth grade. And I really wasn't that good at football until midway through my junior year. I kind of started finally putting stuff together, figuring it out. And then I got an offer from Dartmouth. At the, they were my first offer, or first D one offer. They offered me the Friday before my first game, of my senior year. Uh, never really thought I would go, Ivy League. remember when I got the offer. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'm not smart enough for that. Uh, my dad's just like, yeah, keep be nice to them. See how it plays out. Senior went by pretty well. Got about fifteen or sixteen other D one offers, both FBS and fcs Uh I was kinda down to Dartmouth, Cornell, James Madison, a couple Mac schools in Cincinnati. And I remember my talking to my parents and my, my eyes were really big for Cincinnati at the time. They were a top ten team playing in the New Year's Day bowl game.
1: Mm.
4: And uh yeah, so being an eighteen year old high school kid whose only thought was on football, it was tough to turn that down, but uh my parents kind of talked with me, and in the end, I, there were a bunch of Ivy League players in the NFL. Ivy League actually has the most NFL players of any FCS conference, and so obviously if you're good enough, they'll find you there, and uh, if you're not, well, you had an Ivy League degree. Kind of the best of both worlds, so I ended up being sold at Dartmouth. I loved my official visits up there. The coaching staff was phenomenal, and they were really turning their program around. They were pretty bad throughout the 2000s, and then the year before I got there, we went 8-2, and two. and then my five years there, we had two 9-win and two 8-win seasons and two Ivy League titles. So ended up being Dartmouth. It so ended up being the best of both worlds for football and academics. And I had two parents who are teachers, so they really appreciate the academic aspect of that as well.
1: Well, sure. And I think, you, I think the NFL likes players from the Ivy League because they make the assumption, probably rightly so, that they're, they're smart. They're smart players. And I think if you're a coach, you, wanna, you want a guy to come in that you know is going to be able to get it whenever you give them instruction, right?
4: Definitely, I've heard that from a lot of the teams I've talked to so far. Is that they love the whole Ivy aspect, playing on the offensive line, the fact that I can play all three interior positions, including center. They really like that with the Ivy connection, be able to make the or being able to make the uh, line calls, being able to understand the playbook quickly.
1: Yeah, it seems like you uh, had some pretty good coaching between high school and in college. I mean, you you seem to have pretty advanced technique, and I, I guess my first part of that. Qu- uh, thought that comes to mind is that it starts with your base that you have a pretty good base I, you know this is the obvious question uh, did you have some kind of a wrestling background i mean i i'm sure everyone asks you that because of your name but it looks right. your play style looks like it's influenced by that
4: actually i don't the sports i played before football were just basketball and soccer so i think mm. it's kind of a natural thing i have had i remember my freshman year i was like day three or four at camp we were watching film. We were watching like the bathtub groups to so all the freshmen on our line. My coach, remember saying like the one weird thing about like all five of you is you came in with a pretty good natural base. You all play really well at the base. So that's going to take you far in life. And I uh, ended up those five guys in my class on the offensive line that I came with, uh, in with between the five of us. We had four first team all Ivies, two second team all Ivies, and one guy is currently on the uh, Carolina Panthers playing uh, tackle for them. So we had a really good recruiting class. And I think my offensive line coach really taught us up well.
1: No, that's great. Yeah, that's just the the base thing is like, particularly the pass pro, you know, you just, it feels like you are like an immovable object. And and it just feels like you're, you're, you know, when you're, when you're standing, when the right leg balance, it just feels like, um, you know, you must, you must feel pretty, pretty strong in that regard. You didn't give up a sack. For sure, I do. That's what I am Correct. My
4: entire career, no sacks over 1,200 snaps on offense.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I imagine when you go to the NFL, the first thing they're going to tell you is, well, kid, get ready. <laughs> because when you give up your first one, you're going to give up your first one this week. You know, that's the way they feel there, sure. sure. Hopefully it won't shock you too much, you know, when it finally happens. Or maybe it'll never happen. Right. And you'll end up being uh, the greatest offensive lineman that has ever played, which that wouldn't be hey, bad I'll either. take that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's for sure. Um, so, you're, uh, so you don't have to... Uh, you just have this natural base but in terms of the handwork you you credit your uh offensive line coach and, and tell tell me uh who was the offensive line coach that you had there
4: yeah keith keith clark's the offensive line coach he played football at Lafayette, and he's now been in the ivy league for like, gosh i think 20 25 years he's stuck around there his whole life and uh he was he's ended up being a phenomenal coach i loved every second with him it was a great time he really uh he really teaches you a game of football, not just offensive line. I got a way better understanding of defenses, of safety rotation, of uh, nickels, cornerbacks, just everything. The whole defense is reading them, know what they're going to do, and I credit that all to him.
1: Lucky to have that kind of connection. You know, sometimes it's uh, you can have a really good coach, but you don't necessarily connect, and sometimes you connect to the coach, but they're not that great. To get a little bit of both, is, uh, I'm sure that suits you well.
4: He was actually, he's actually a Pittsburgh guy himself. He went to high school at Mount Lebanon. So I think that kind of drew us in right off the bat during recruiting.
1: Well, we won't hold that against him that he went to Mount Lebanon. Don't forget <laughs> where I went
4: to high school. <laughs> true, uh, true.
1: So, so let me ask you this. When you, you went on to uh, the College gridiron Showcase, it's this is a, this is a sort of all-star event that I think there's a lot of people that aren't familiar with it. Um, but it's a, you know, sort of by invitation. And I know that uh, you were a little bit of a, uh late ad down there i just wonder what you felt about that experience did you get some some kind of different input did you get a chance to play against some different players um how was that experience for you
4: yeah it was a really good experience i was actually a late ad because so i got invited to the main showcase back in like september and october when the first round invites went out and my D line coach who's also a pro liaison was under the mindset that if you have to pay for a game don't go it was only a couple hundred dollars. They subsidized most of the cost already. But so I actually turned them down and then I was, as I was interviewing agents looking for someone to hire, they were all of them had to the stay in consensus and they were just like, You need to go back to that game, you need to get into that game of anything. And so after I hired, signed with my agent, I called up the guy who invited me and was just basically said, Hey, I got fed some bad information. I really need to get in this game. Is there anything you could help me out with? And he goes that the main showcase was full, but we can invite you to the small school showcase. And if you play well enough, the scouts will pick eight, ten guys to bring up to the main showcase and so you can get back to where you were originally invited to. And so I jumped on that offer and just kind of put my faith in my ability and uh, went down there the first two or three days for a small school showcase and played really well. Caught the eyes of all the scouts and uh, they invited me back up to the main one. So I kind of got back to where I was invited two months back. And that was a great experience. I mean, I was you know, on the field with some different guys and I got to play against some higher competition. And I got to do the firm down 160 scouts. Got to interview with a bunch of teams down there. So that was one of the most beneficial parts of my whole draft prep process. I think I'd highly recommend that game to anyone not considering it.
1: Oh, that's great! Like I said, I watched your practices. You say you did pretty well the first few days. I would say like you basically stole the soul of a couple <laughs> of those interior guys you played against. I mean, it was like you know they would they would give you their best you know bull rush and like you just didn't go anywhere and then when you got in the sort of the scrimmages with the run game, you know, the guys are just, you're just collapsing holes And their own. I mean, it was just very impressive what you did, particularly, like I said, the ease with, with which you caught guys in pass protection, you know, you look like very naturally talented at that and, and, and better than most prospects coming out of college.
4: I appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Oh yeah. No worries. Hey, just a quick side question. Um, before I ask you my next bit, that is um, uh, Matt Burrell that played center, next to you I wonder what you made of him he's an interesting cat that went to ohio state and ended up sam houston in at the showcase but i thought that um, he might have been an interesting guy to get to know
4: yeah so i actually didn't know his whole ohio state background until after i left the showcase and was talking to my buddies actually went to high school with him but he was a really good guy all around he uh, was a good player it was nice to be able to play with him i enjoyed my time with him He was a nice guy
1: Yeah, just someone that I I kind of uh, like in this draft process a little bit and that most people don't know about. So, I mean, I'm just, that was for my own purposes of like, oh, you know, he seems like he's got a real interesting story. He did well there as well. You guys, the two of you, look like uh, you belonged in a different level, which, you know, you ended up going to the next day. So that's true. So, what I was going to ask you next is, you know, your Dartmouth experience. I'm sure you, like you said, you have Pittsburgh Steelers in your blood. You grew up with that whole experience. You would don't even see. I'm old enough to remember a world before everybody in Pittsburgh was a Steelers fan. Um, you mm-hmm. you grew up with that, but you have one connection. I'm guessing that is a little bit better than the average Steelers connection, and that is the, the guy that's probably going to be the you know person who runs the franchise in the near future is Danny Rooney, who who went to school. I'm going to say Dartmouth. <laughs> I'm wondering if you he have did. any relationship with him. You ever get to meet him?
4: He did. So I actually have only met him once. He came back up to school a couple of years back when I was younger. But uh, yeah, he was there, I think, maybe until 2012 or 2013, uh, one of our quarterbacks there. But no, actually, I've only got the chance to meet him once, talk for a few minutes. But some um, of my coaches said about him, they loved him. He's a great guy.
1: That's a kind of organization where you excelled in high school in the Western Pennsylvania, and you have a connection to some place that they keep tabs on, my guess is that uh, you're solidly on their radar. Have you spoken to the Steelers at all? Are you allowed to say?
4: Uh, I have, actually. I've talked to them a little bit, correct.
1: Yeah, you know, sometimes they are like, don't say anything, because we, <laughs> we, we don't want anyone to know we're interested, uh, so they can see <laughs> you way. But I, I do note that they have a, uh, you know, they may have some openings there in the interior offensive line, particularly for someone that's uh, flexible for different positions and, you know, could maybe pick a couple of snaps at center.
4: For sure. How? For sure. I think that's what they would have proved the most down in Texas and my ability to play center as well.
1: So have you ever actually played center uh, in a game?
4: Yes. So in college, like I said, I always played right guard, but I was always the backup center. So if our center went down, I, was, I would have slid down to center. So I've taken probably 30 or 40 game reps at center in my career. And then when I went down to Texas, all the scouts were like, yeah, you're an Ivy League guy. He's like, you need to go play center. So I the, during the main <laughs> showcase, I played exclusively center. And so I think there I kind of proved myself or proved any doubt if there was any that I could definitely play center. So I think I really proved some versatility in that aspect of my game.
1: Yeah, just sort of the last uh, kind of question is, is about your versatility, not just about positional, but in terms of style of, of uh, offensive and offensive line play. Do you consider yourself more suited for sort of a, a power game or, or a trapping game or movement i mean what's what what do you feel like is your strongest suit that you could bring to a team
4: yeah so my offense i've actually had a, the benefit of playing in both a gap heavy year and then a, a zone heavy year so my true senior year we were a big gap team we ran a lot of trap counter power stuff like that and then my fifth year this past year our offense i was the only returning starter on the offensive line and we kind of transitioned more to a zone game. So, I've had the benefit and experience of playing in both types of offensive schemes for the run game. So, I honestly feel pretty comfortable in both. I mean, I feel like in the run game, I'm a little no matter what the play is, and that I get movement on pretty much all the plays. So, I feel confident in either of those aspects of the game.
1: That's what I see on film as well. I mean, one thing that's underrated, I think, for interior linemen like yourself is that for just from repetition, I think you learn that trapping game, small movements. It's like a violent ballet in tight quarters and uh, some guys never really adjust to that kind of game you know they're they're good they can pull out and, and get on the run and you know get around the end and they can power in front of somebody but kind of getting that step to be able to you know catch the right angle or a trap you seem you seem to be very comfortable with that
4: yeah for sure there's a lot of small body movements involved in catching guys off balance and getting them moving the right way you want i think i became really well at that the last two years in college
1: <laughs> yeah, you were—you uh, definitely moved some guys. I, I was joking that your highlight video it plays like an ad for IHOP because it's just <laughs> like plates of all-you-can-eat pancakes. And I—I I imagine that um, you guys have pretty, you know, in my mind anyway, my imagination that Ivy League players have a pretty good camaraderie amongst each other when they're not on the field. You know, I, I'm sure that you were beating the hell out of guys for four years, and they were like, "We're really glad that you're gone." <laughs>
4: Yeah, for sure. Let some of you guys hop hop in there now. It's time to move on.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure interior defenders uh, in the league are definitely ready to move on. Seems like it. Um. So, so last question. How how are you going to spend? Uh, I mean, it's it's such a weird situation with the draft. Um. Are you going to be able to be with friends or family or like what is what's your thought process for what you'll be doing for the actual draft?
4: Yeah, so I actually did my draft prep up here at Grissetti performance up in Newcastle. So I have been home since uh, around Christmas time. So yeah, i am just with my family hanging out in the living room watching, waiting for that tone call.
1: You guys uh, sick of each other yet?
4: Yeah, we're hanging in there. We're playing a lot of games we're <laughs> doing stuff. I mean, quarantine's been tough. It's just getting long, but yeah, we're hanging in there for sure.
1: Yeah, I gotcha. Well, let us hope that uh, it all ends safely soon for, for everyone. And particularly so that you can uh, not only uh, find your way with an NFL team, but that you can get to. I mean, hope that there's such a thing as like a rookie mini camp. And, uh, and actually, I suppose that's a fair question. It's like you know, are you? What's going to happen to to players like Zach San Martino if there is no you know rookie camp? There is no preseason. You know, it feels like you're. They might throw you straight into the fire. How do you feel about that possibility?
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm ready for whatever they have to do. I mean, there's not really an option with it. Whatever happens, happens. You got to roll with it. So I feel like no matter what happens, I'll be ready to go.
1: Perfect way to close. Hey, um, thank you for, for being with us. Those of you uh, who haven't yet seen Zach's highlight reel, I'll post a link to it with you know, connection to the show. But it's, it's basically on YouTube under Zach Sammartino. That's Zach with an H. Martino, just like the great Bruno. Zach. Thank you for being with us, and uh, I hope that you get to remain a Pittsburgher for the next part of your career. <laughs> that would be great. Thank you. I and you'll, it would be. You, Thank you so you much. A, appreciate it. Oh, no worries. When you end up a Steeler, you got to come back. I got you. Will do. <laughs> okay. Thanks again, Zach. Appreciate it. Great job. Thank you. Thank Good care. luck. Time for one more quick interview on today's show. This running back is uh, someone that I think is pretty interesting. A lot of people in the Steelers fan world have had him come on the radar. He's a bigger back, not unlike the way the Steelers are generally like to draft for their team. He reminds me a little bit of uh, Isaac Redman, the Steelers running back from a few years ago in terms of his sort of uh, play style and demeanor. He's also a candidate for uh, one of that Steeler running backs of recent years where they play a little bigger in college, Come to Pittsburgh, have some success as a rookie, and then come in year two, sort of the trimmed down, uh, you know, tighter version and have some success. And I think that's what we expect with Benny Snell this year. And it may also be the case for this running back from TCU. It's Shewo Alonanua. Okay. Tell me again uh, how to pronounce your name exactly so I get it right when yes. I talk about you because I'm going to talk about you and say good things. Appreciate it. Now, uh, Shaywo
5: Alon-Lua uh, Shaywo. from TCU. Uh, I came in as a fullback. Uh, they told me I'd be moving around, you know, uh, playing fullback, running back, H back, stuff like that in the slot as
1: well. Yeah. But you got your hands on the football. Yeah. One thing I noticed is for, for uh, you know, the big guy in practice carrying the ball, um, seemed to have a lot of... So mobility. You're not. You're not just like a run straight ahead guy. How would you characterize uh, your running style?
5: Uh, you know, very smooth runner. Uh, great feet. Uh, um, you know, my size. You know, they might think I'm just running forward, but I like to, you know, use my feet as well. What What's your uh, real size? What do you, What do you call yourself? Uh, six three. I'm two forty.
1: Yeah, two forty is a Pittsburgh Steelers running back, if ever I heard one. Yeah. So, um, are you uh, while you've been out here at the bowl, you talked a lot of teams. Yeah.
5: Uh, I mean, pretty much every team. So, uh, it's yeah. to the Steelers as well. Yeah. yeah. I'm
1: not surprised. Yeah, that's good. And uh, it's not, not too often you find a running back uh 240 that can do some things. How are you uh in the pass game in terms of uh, your ability pass protecting and catching the football? Uh, what what kind of uh how do you characterize yourself in the pass game? Uh
5: you know, I'm very comfortable in the pass game, you know, uh I was primarily third down back uh, at TCU. Uh, I got a lot of pass protection as well. Uh, you know, I have great hands. I, lo- I rely on my hands. So
1: yeah, that's something that you have to be able to do. Yeah. You know, like to get on the field in the NFL, yeah. you got to be able to pass protect. You got to be able to catch a football. Um, so your expectations for this week? Are you going to get a chance to play first quarter, second quarter? Where are we going to see you?
5: Uh, I think I'm uh, first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe even come out first start. You know? Yeah, that's great. Stuff like that.
1: Are you uh, are you working out somewhere? special for uh, training for the draft? What are you doing?
5: Uh, I'm in Houston uh, at DST. Uh, It's uh in Houston, like, Bomberito's satellite uh, location, so.
1: Sure, and where are you from originally? What's your Uh, hometown?
5: I'm in Houston, yeah, Kingwood.
1: That's you from Kingwood, I'm in Houston, that's cool, and you go to TCU. Um, That sounds excellent, Uh, wish you a lot of luck. Can you just quickly, one more time, I messed up the beginning, tell me again uh, how to pronounce your name exactly, so I get it right when (laughs) I talk about you, because I'm going to talk about you and say good things. Appreciate it.
5: uh, Now, Shaywa Alon Lua, from TCU.
1: Excellent, man. Really appreciate your uh, your time, thank Thank you very much for being with us today. Appreciate that. okay good yes, luck sir. to you in the game yes, sir. cheers well that's all for today's bonus episode of the Steeler Fury pre-draft extravaganza podcast series I want to thank our guests quarterback Nick Tiano of Chattanooga linebacker Christian Rosenbaum of South Dakota State edge rusher Rondell Carter from James Madison University interior offensive lineman Zach Sammartino from Dartmouth and running back Shewo Alonolua from TCU Don't forget, on the next episode, we've got the finale of our pre-draft extravaganza and the highlight of every season. That's where Perch, FC, and I go head-to-head. We recreate a Steelers mock war room for the draft, where we bandy about prospects at each pick, and we make a selection at every Steelers draft pick, all seven rounds of the NFL draft. That's coming at you tomorrow on the podcast. Don't forget that you can support the show by going to our Patreon page at SteelerFury at Patreon.com. Become a subscriber and help keep the longest-running Steelers podcast in the universe. The longest-running Steelers podcast in the universe. (laughs) Until then, I'm your host, Will Massasak, a.k.a. Bradshaw to Ben, also known as AccidentalZen on Twitter, saying, Go get them, Steelers.
2: Yeah.